Hey there, it's Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. This is What's Eating Kale, I'm Kale. Nice, tidy little program today. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into. Man, you can't get better weather than we've got going on right now. Um... It's going to be in the 50s. It's like next week in the 60s, maybe the mid-60s. Uh, it's February. And yeah, I, it's unusual, granted. <laughs> Municipal golf courses are opening. <laughs> They're just, it's crazy right now. There's still snow on the edges in weird spots in our, like where the sun doesn't get to. There's still snow in our yard. And I'm looking out over the neighbor's yard. They got snow. Um so yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I got ready when we were in Jamaica. I was getting ready because we had like 15 inches of snow one week and we had eight inches the week before. And then we were going to be going going on vacation and uh, we were supposed to get warm weather. And I didn't, if we lost power, which we lose power here somewhat frequently, I wanted to make sure we were all set. So I got this sump pump backup thing and uh, got it all hooked up. Had somebody come out and test everything, make sure the sump pump was working, make sure the battery backup was working. And uh, I knew the battery backup was working, but it was hard to hard to test. You got to lug five-gallon buckets of water around um, in, in a wheelchair that's a little challenging, just, just saying. And uh, anyway, so we did all that, and uh, we didn't lose power. I'm not even sure. I... When we got home, I never heard the sump pump run once, and that was toward the end of the melting, so you'd think that there would be... So, the filtration around the house must be just fine. So, uh, I've been trying to do more jokes, and I'm not going to do them every day, I promise. And I shouldn't say I promise, because some people will be like, well, I think you should do a joke every day. It's hard to find jokes all the time, so I'm not doing them every day. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's. Sometimes time-consuming to go find a good one. Uh, but I have one for today. And it is Wednesday. You know, I kind of... I, I The one thing that doesn't work well with the opening theme music, this being... That opening theme music is... The old theme music I used to play, this. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Bonnie, how happy are folks who save $100 uh, switching the guy? I, uh, I used to play that on Wednesdays when the theme music was rolling. Uh, but it doesn't sound right with this, I don't think. I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it does. It maybe it'll work. Guess what day it is. Huh? I'll have to try that next week. Um, but I just didn't think, nah, it's too, the one's too smooth and cool and the other one's a little too raw and funny. Uh, anyway, back to funny, uh, the joke for today. Um, a, a woman says to her dentist, I'd rather go through the pain of childbirth again than let you drill in my mouth. Her dentist replied, well, please make up your mind so I can adjust my chair accordingly. <laughs> nah, wah, wah, wah. All right. 
Moving right along to gratefulness, it is my time to reflect and take stock in the things I should be grateful for, um, but sometimes forget to be grateful for, or don't take enough time to think about things that I should be grateful for. I am always grateful for Lisa and all of our dogs, but today I'm especially grateful for our dog Bella. You're going to hear more about Bella a little bit later on. She had a tough start to life, uh, but she's always happy. Always makes us laugh every single day. It's adorable. Uh, there's going to be pictures posted on Instagram. By the way, I'm, I'm not super promoting the Instagram thing yet. i got a little work to do there yet. Um, but we do have an Instagram account. I do put stuff up every day. Um, and you'll also see it at whatseatingkale.com. Uh, so go check out Bella. And you'll hear more about Bella a little bit later on. I'm also grateful for Hope. It makes playing the lottery that much more fun. Uh, by the way, the Powerwall Jackpot's up $348 million. Uh, just over half that for the cash option. That goes on tonight. I haven't checked Mega Millions. was way up there, too, and they had a drawing last night. I don't know if that is still a thing, but I'm grateful for hope. It, it's like the thing that makes you, no matter what's going on, there's always that. Good, bad, whatever. It's just, there's always that. I am grateful, as I mentioned, to the unbelievable weather we're having and the 60 some degrees I see in the forecast for next week. I'm super jacked up about that. Alright, let's move on to celebrity birthdays for today. If you want to get a birthday on, I've got two coming up over the next five days or so. Um, if you want to get a birthday on, you just send me an email at mail, M-A-I-L, at kaleguin.com that's C-A-L-E-G-U-I-N dot com. Uh, and I'll get it on the on the program. Uh, but otherwise, we just do regular celebrities. Just, yeah, regular celebrities. Today's kind of a fun one. Uh, record mogul. Executive, they call him in some circles. <laughs> David Geffen is 81 today. Tyne Daly, she was either Cagney or Lacey in Cagney and Lacey. She's 78 today. Anthony Daniels, you know who he is? C3PO. That's right, he's 78 today. Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads, 75. Christina Ebersole. You know, I always say Christina. I don't know why. Her name is Christine. Not Christina. Christine Ebersole, 71. Kelsey Grammer, Frazier, 69. Singer Mary Chapin Carpenter, Chapin. I don't, I've never known that either. It's Chapin, Chapin. I've always said Chapin. Um, 66 today. Christopher Atkins, I believe he was the actor in Blue Lagoon with, I believe... Uh, with Brooke Shields back in the 80s, I would think that was. He's 63 today. William Baldwin is 61. Eric Heatherly, country singer, 54. Uh, Eric Wilson from Sublime is 54. Ted Kinchla of Blues Traveler is 51. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 45, the subject of a uh, John Mayer song, Your Body is a Wonderland. Comedian director uh, Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. He's 45 today. Brendan Sexton of... Uh, of Actor Brendan Sexton... Oh, they didn't write it normal. Got it. Actor Brendan Sexton the third. <laughs> it's written out. The third. Instead of with a three at the end. Uh, he was in Boys Don't Cry. That's the only reason I bring this up. Great movie. Uh, absolutely Academy Award worthy. Uh, he's 44 today. Opera pop singer Charlotte... Charlotte... Charlotte Church 
uh, is 38. One of the most amazing voices ever. Elliot Page of Inception in Juno is 37. Uh, and let's see, Sophie Turner, uh, the ugly divorcee. Uh, she, no, she's beautiful, but she's going through an ugly divorce with one of the Jonas Brothers. She's 28 today. How about that? <clears throat> we might rate <clears throat> excuse me we might make record time today uh, it's time for some headline news uh, some cool stuff in here uh, nothing is off limits uh, actually I believe it's called nothing off limits uh, Sam Mendez is going to direct four Beatles films uh, the director announced that he will make four separate fiction films, one for each member of the band. The project has the blessing of Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and the families of John Lennon and George Harrison. It marks the first time they and the rights holders, Apple, have granted full life story and music rights for a scripted film. So that'll be interesting. Now, I don't... It says fictional. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it would be interesting to look at the lives of each... Beetle. I think that would be kind of a cool project. Um, but yeah, I, I, anything about the Beatles is cool as long as it doesn't wreck them, you know? Russell Crowe fractured two... Li- oh my God. <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe didn't fracture two legs. He fractured both of his legs <laughs> on the set of Robin Hood back in the day. Um, but he never took a day off. According to Mr. Crow, the incident occurred during a scene where he had to jump off a kind of a high platform onto an uneven ground. And when he landed, he said, as I jumped, I remember thinking, this is going to hurt. It was like an electric shock bursting up through my body. They were shooting a big movie, so you just struggle through. But he said on the last month of the job, he said it was getting tricky. There was a number of scenes where he was having a hard time even walking. He was in so much pain. Um... That's, I don't know. It's pretty incredible. I took a day off work when I had a paper cut last week. Uh, Beyonce's Texas Hold'em debuted at number one on the Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. God, these are so horribly written. Beyonce's Texas Hold'em, which is a song, debuted at number one on the Hot Country Songs chart. They need to rename these things. They're just, they're hard to say in a sentence. Uh, she also has another song that debuted in the uh, top 100. In fact, um, it debuted at number nine. It's called 16 Carriages. Um, so she's dipping her toe into the country music format. I wonder why all the artists are doing that. Is it to pay homage to country music? Is it to say there's some money to be had there? Or is it to, like, I, I don't know. Like everybody's, it seems like everybody will do it. You have artists like Taylor Swift who went the other way, started out in country music and said, you know what? I'm going to dominate the world. Beyonce, I already dominated the world. Let me see what I can do in country music. So I don't know. It seems like everybody's got to do a little something there. Nielsen released its January report on uh, viewing usage across linear and TV and streaming TV, which revealed that YouTube is once again the overall top streaming service in the United States with 8.6% of the viewing on television screens. That's a lot, by the way. If you think about all television screens and the way um, they might receive a signal, 
they, they, they're almost 10% of how people get those, that, that content. That's crazy. Netflix was, uh, right behind them at 7.9. Um, the new data points to uh, YouTube's dominance of the TV streaming arena and marks 12 consecutive months on the platform for the platform uh, being in the top spot. So they're probably not going anywhere in, in the, in the, you know, the one thing I wish is that it, because it, when I first got YouTube TV, it was really inexpensive, cheaper than cable. It had all the channels I wanted. Then it got into the, well, now it's like $79 a month and some of those same channels that are hard to get in cable or you got to pay extra for cable, you got to pay more for those. And you, so it just, it's just another thing. It's just another one of the same. That's I just wish somebody would do it different. At the end of December, Swift's, uh, Taylor Swift's lawyers uh, sent a cease and desist letter to Jack Sweeney, claimed that he's engaging in stalking and harassing behavior. Jack Sweeney is the college kid who's tracking famous people's private jet usage. He tweeted on... No, okay, so uh, here's another thing. I'm going to get off on a little bit of a tangent here because... He tweeted on X, and I don't, that's not, Elon Musk goes, now I hated the the moniker Twitter, and then tweets, it was too cute, right? But it's just become part of our vocabulary. So he comes in, he's like, oh, I'm going to change things, it's going to be X now, it's not going to be Twitter. Well, can you say that he tweeted on X? <laughs> that sounds like he's doing drugs. Uh, anyway, he's on X. He posts on X. How about we say that? Look what you made me do, referencing a lyric on Swift's Reputation album uh, and attaching his letter to uh, her attorney uh, in which his attorney, James Slater, asserts there's nothing unlawful about Sweeney's use of publicly accessible information to track private jets, including those used by public figures like Taylor Swift. And then his lawyer continues, this is, this is freaking hilarious. Further, your letter's tone of alarm is unfounded. <laughs> Our client's website only provides the location of private jets using publicly available information. That information poses no threat to Ms. Swift's safety. Um, so, interestingly, I've been, I feel like I've been defending Taylor Swift all year because you know, the haters hate, 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 right? And they... They're coming after her because she's on top. She's everywhere. And I'm like, I, I don't know if she's doing anything wrong. I think she's just she's doing a pretty good job. Um, in this case, I like the underdog. And I'm not against Taylor Swift. I just think what this kid is doing and the way he's standing up for himself, it's just, if it's publicly available information, I, it's actually the news about it that's made it a problem. It's anybody who's talked about it because... The average person never would have known it's there. Now you hear these stories and you're like, well, let me go see this website. I want to see where, where she is right now. I saw a thing on Instagram the other day where uh, one of the guys I follow, his name is Shithead Steve. And it showed, here's how Taylor Swift walks her dog. And it had her dog uh, leashed to a private jet. So it's it's that kind of thing that actually is drawing attention to this. I don't think anybody knew or cared or was looking into that before. I bet you all her fans are on there now. Where's Taylor now? Joe Rogan, uh, Uber podcaster, 
says that the Democratic Party is setting up Gavin Newsom for 2024 presidential run amid the Biden scandals. Now, I don't know which Biden scandals he's talking about because there are scandals and then there's Biden's mental health. Um, But this is a great line that Joe Rogan said during the show. He goes, don't you think that's, don't you think that that's a ruse? Him running for president, Joe, he's talking about Joe Biden. That it's a ruse that Joe Biden's running for president and they're going to unleash this, this Gavin Newsom guy. Who, by the way, I've seen him in a few interviews. And as liberals go, I mean, he's like what you'd want. In, no matter which side he was on, he's what you'd want in a presidential candidate. He's a tall guy. He's good looking. He's sharp as a tack. Um, regardless of his ideology, he seems very presidential. Um, and he knew his shit. Like, I mean, people were firing questions at him that you'd wonder. And I'm sure he gets questions ahead of time, so maybe he knows. Uh, but super, super well-informed. So even if you don't like liberals, you'd have to say, well, at least he's probably more of a legitimate candidate than anybody we got running. And if you like liberals, you're like, this is my guy, right? So I, I, I think that the Democrats are just giving up if they leave Joe Biden in there. I really do. But I to his point, don't you think that that's a ruse, him running for President Joe Biden. Um, it does feel like we're being punked. Like somebody's got to, we're just kidding. These aren't your candidates. <laughs> Do you think this is what we would put up for presidential candidates in America? It does feel like that. That should be what happens. I wish it would happen today. Uh, TMZ has a new video of an Amazon fan that was split in half by a train. Um, I have a a link to that video on whatseatingkale.com. I'll try to get it on the um, all the podcast platforms too, but they only allow me so much um, copy. But uh, they, they obtained this video from November of 2021. It's an accident that happened in Milwaukee. I never even heard of this until today. Um, it was in a more rural area. And the Amazon van crossed railroad tracks, but didn't see, the guy didn't see the oncoming Amtrak train. And again, the van was split in half right behind the driver's cabin. And the driver survived. Probably pooped his pants, but he survived. Again, uh, that story will be on What's Eating Kale and uh, you can go check it out there. But uh, yeah, I'll try to get the link on every platform I can if um, they allow it today. Bet you never thought we'd be doing good news every day. We are, though. So today's story is uh, today's the good news story. Uh, is about a real live pet detective. She's tracked down. Now, this this story comes from the Good News Network, and I'm I'm basically just kind of reading the story and commenting on it as I go. Uh, But this is a great story. Um, This real-life pet detective, uh, she's tracked down and reunited 330 330 lost dogs with her owners. She does it all for free, and she does it using drones and thermal imaging. She won't accept a penny for her work, and she's like, I just like reuniting them. That's what I live for. 
Her name is Erica Hart. She's 44. <clears throat> she got her first drone as a present from her dad back in 2018. She's all practicing with it. And then her dad told her about a lost dog and thought maybe she could help find the lost dog and use her drone. So Erica called the owner of the missing dog. It was a schnauzer that went missing on a walk. Where was its leash? And then went out to help the owner find it, which she did. According to Erica, it just snowballed from there. And she's been finding dogs for people all over Europe. Um, it's pretty cool. So if, if the dog's missing, I just think this is a great idea, by the way. Um, I don't just help find dogs, though. I found cats, emus, cows, and helped mountain rescue locate missing persons. Uh, it's in my nature to help out, she says. I do everything for the love of dogs. Imagine not seeing your mom for 10 years. And then seeing her all of a sudden. It's that feeling. It's so cool. Um, she estimates that she's been through 30 drones since she started out. And um, and the only and she'll only ever do this for. I think people should just give her money. Maybe they do. But I, I just I don't care that you don't want the money. You should have money. Buy a new drone, upgrade your equipment keep getting better um she says i've seen large six foot men burst into tears it's priceless just to see their faces some people can't have kids so they'll get a dog and that's like their children it's comforts for some people she says she's on call seven days a week and has been out on christmas day and new year's day um she's been on a 12-day rescue once um, I have a video of this story on what's eating kale.com. Uh, again, this is from the good news network and the fine work that they're doing over there to keep us sane. I would say, uh, letting us know there's a lot of good news stories out there, which is nice to see, uh, because I don't think we would get any of this anywhere else. Oh man, that sucks. I kind of want to start that over because it should come out of the gate a lot harder than that. You dumbass kale. There you go. This is a section of the program we call What's Eating Kale. Uh, it's kind of a dual segment today, though, because I'll be talking to Carol Kane, and when we talk to Carol Kane, we normally do this theme music. Um, when we talk to Car- uh, Carol Kane, Carol Kane was a woman I worked with at WKLH. Uh, Carol Sumbry, dog behavioral specialist. Um, when we talk to Carol, uh, she has her own segment called Sup Dog. Um, but anyway, she's a, a dog behavioralist. And uh, when we uh, when we spoke this last time, I had some question about our our dog. Our, some questions about our dog Bella. So we got dumped Bella a couple of years ago. Uh, she was born into a tough situation where the breeder was not able to care for the litter anymore. She, the way we were told the story was the breeder was aging and the litter prior to Bella's litter, um, she was already not taking care of the litter very well uh, because she wasn't able to. And then she had another litter and this one was worse. So she's born into not great conditions. On top of that, I've talked about Bella before, but on top of that, she was born with a condition where her bladder wasn't connected. 
So instead of having the urge to pee or go to the bathroom, uh, peeing only, uh, urine would just leak out of her. So she'd be dirty all the time. People would probably get mad at her. Um, before we got her, she underwent successful surgery. Her bladder was reattached. Uh, there's two problems with that. First of all, by the time we got her, she was not potty trained because she just learned how to pee and she just learned about the urge of peeing and what have you. Uh, beyond that, her urge to pee isn't that strong. So when we first got her, she was prone to falling asleep and accidentally peeing while she slept. Um, so we're, you know, kind of on guard. Oh, we watch how much water she takes in, which is, you know, we're like, oh, please don't pee. She has not had an accident in six months, probably. Um, so anyway, because of her upbringing and, you know, kind of what she went through early on in life, she's got some anxiety. And this shows up, she'll, she'll wake up from a dead sleep and get super anxious, like just wagging her tail and whimpering and just, uh, and she goes by the other dogs. And, and we don't know in that moment, A, what the trigger was, B, how can we calm her down? C, we have a knee-jerk reaction to say, oh my gosh, do you need to go to the bathroom? <clears throat> so um, there's a lot going on there. There's times when just during the day, she's got to have attention. Um, part of my day, I'll go out and work in the living room and sit on the couch, put my feet up. And she will jump up there and she will just incessantly paw at me to give her attention. If I'm giving her attention, I'm not petting her. She's calm. She closes her eyes. <clears throat> if I stop even for a second, she's like, what? Huh? And then she starts pawing at me again. It's kind of adorable, but not really feasible to pet her all day long. So <clears throat> when I had a chance, I asked Carol, uh, what can we do to help calm her down in those moments and make her feel more secure when she gets anxious like that? Here's that conversation. Good question. Um, you know, it's kind of like asking how do I lose weight? Okay. It's not one thing, you know, like if, if I went to my doctor today and said, how do I lose weight? How do I lose weight? He might say, don't eat after midnight. You need to exercise more, you know, stop eating sweets. Um, you know, things like that. Okay. Are you getting enough sleep? You know, that can play right. into weight. So, you know, dealing with a dog that has anxiety, I mean, it is a really, really long, long road. Um, it didn't happen overnight. And so you don't want to really wait till you see the anxiety, so to speak. You want to kind of be proactive. You know, what helps with anxiety? Really a lot of the same things than humans, but patterns and predictabilities. Predictability. If we learn nothing from COVID, we learn what it's like to feel to be a dog. So we lost all our predictability. It's not that we needed to go to the movies, but we couldn't. We we had no right. choice. Okay. So having choice and predictability is really good. So you know, if your day is predictable today, you know what to expect. Your predictability is comforting on the brain. Okay. Giving your dogs choices, and I know you're good about this. You know, do you want to sleep here? Do you want to go out? You know, um, a lot of times we expect our dog, and I'm not saying you're this way, but, you know, we come home at noon, we expect our dog to potty between 12 and 12.15. They got to eat at 6. Right, right. You know, they have, they have, you know, they may or may not ever get to go for a walk. So, um, we, you know, we control every bit of their life. So, they, you know, we say predictability and choice are really good things. Giving your dog some choice in life and some predictability and patterns. Predictability of the environment creates comfort. You know what to expect. 
A lot of times people walk their dog and they're afraid of the dog down the street that barks and lunges, but they continue to walk by the house every day. Well, would you go up by a house where somebody yelled at you every day? Probably not. (laughs) So, you know, when we we think about those patterns and predictabilities, we need to look at them through the dog's eyes. Um, Another thing is movement. You know, movement can, you know, increase either feelings of um you know, confidence, they, you know, sniffing. I can't tell you how many times I tell people if there's one thing you can do for your dog today is let them sniff. Um, the brain, you know, their nose goes right up to the brain. Um, scent, you know, they almost see their world more with their nose than they do their eyes. And I can't tell you how many times I see dogs that go for a walk that don't get to sniff. That's like you taking me to the mall for my birthday and not letting me look at, look at anything. Right, right. Sniffing is scientifically proven to be calming, relaxing, you know, movement and walks, as long as they're not stressful. Um, enrichment, meaning, you know, the calms, the food toys, those things help the dog. Um, they can actually make up for early deprivation. Um, they help the dog build confidence. They help the dog have something to do. And there you have it. I didn't realize that it ended so abruptly. Like, my apologies. Um, on Friday, I have just the coolest show. I have this this whole topic. I've got the skinny on what it's like to wait on or serve some of the biggest stars in the world, including how they tip Justin Timberlake. Just, there's a huge amount of stars in there. Until the next time, my friends, make it a good one.